Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it! This is Top Flight Time Machine, I'm Andy Dawson, pow pow pow. I'm Sam Delaney, so what? And can I just say, because I've always wanted to say this, hey there all you cool cats and kittens. (laughs) (laughs) I just really wanted to open a podcast with that, I won't make a habit of it, but it just feels timely. On on the whole of Tiger King when she used to do that. I was all like, oh. Do you have like a strange crush on Carol Beskin? Yeah. Beskin. Yeah. yeah. Especially when she says that in particular. Definitely. Yeah. There's something about the way she says it. You still think, mm, oh, I can see triggered. how she I can see how she successfully seduced that millionaire and lured him away from his family. <laughs> yeah. And then killed him. <laughs> just say, hey there, cats and kittens. Can I just say, are you keeping your appropriate distance from your microphone? Oh, no. I'm not, no I'm, not, I lent you? in because I was whispering about yeah, Carol did. Baskin. There's some great stuff online, like, one family to keep themselves sane and amuse themselves are doing a themed dinner night. I think every night where like everyone has to dress in a particular way for dinner and they, and they did um, tiger King night and the Mm. mum came dressed as Carol Baskin. (laughs) And there's this, there's this mum and she's got like a long flowing dress. She's got one of those flower crowns and and she's holding the cat, the family cat. And she just turns to the camera and does this big smile. It's fucking hilarious. Well, that's one thing in it because, you know, if we're allowed to socialize again by the end of October, this year's Halloween parties are going to get a shot in the arm in terms of characters. People are going to dress up as, yeah. You've got you've yeah, got yeah. Joe Exotic, you've got Carol Baskin, you know. What's mad is is that the world has been taken over by two things coronavirus <laughs> and Tiger King. Yeah. So it was like you almost suspect that Netflix are behind COVID nineteen now. Very possibly. And they've just and dropped something until I died today as well, so there you go. Part of it, I mean, you know, if it wasn't if it wasn't um for all the sadness and death, you sort of think, well, you know, it's a major consolation that we've all had Tiger King to watch yeah. whilst in isolation, is it? Major. Can you imagine this this uh, whole uh, infection thing without Tiger King? I, ca- I can't. You can't, I can't, actually you? can't. The two are going to no, be linked forever. I don't know what we would have done. They're going to be linked forever. It's the, it's the Vera Lynn of, uh, of <laughs> really COVID-19. Is, yeah. They'll be making loads of documentaries with talking heads going, what are your memories of watching Tiger King during the great pandemic of 2020? (laughs) Uh, Anyway, this episode's continuation of yesterday's because we went through... A few days ago, we asked you to send in the weirdest things you've ever seen. Mm. And we were inundated. We got through about, I don't know, 10% of them, I think, yesterday. Yeah, we've had so many. It must be the biggest response we've ever had. I think so. I mean, you know, varying degrees of quality, let's be honest. Some of them are fucking awful. Some of them are downright offensive. Some of them are just plain disgusting. But in among them... And some of them we don't believe. Yeah, that's true as well. 
in among them, you know, there's there's some really there's, good ones. There's always some diamonds in the rough. I, I just want to start there because I've been bursting with this for a while. I, okay. I, I don't know, it might not amuse you. It's really tickled me, <laughs> and I can't stop thinking about it. This is, the place, it I, this is the place where you have to share these things, Sam. That's why yeah, we're here. But this is this is not something that's happened to me. This is from the mailbag. All right. Uh, but I was re- before we did this call out. I was reading through old mailbag, and. Uh, so I haven't done a newsletter in ages. So just so people know, when I go through our inbox, which is always pretty full with stuff that you've all sent in, um, just so you know, if you want to be featured on the show or the mailbag, if you want to be featured on the mailbag, I will only click on ones that have images attached, right? Because I'm never just going to put someone's fucking email in there. It's got it's got to be visual, mate. <laughs> okay. Good Secondly, time. obviously, I, we just immediately ignore anything that's over one paragraph long. Yeah. However, <laughs> however, right, the, I was going through it, and this one really made me laugh. And I I know I've oversold it because it might not make you laugh, but I just can't. I just think it's so funny. It's from Philip Bedson, right? And we'd asked for people to tell us their little repeatable lines that them and their mates have, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which, by definition, doesn't actually elicit great content because most of it's like in-jokes that you don't get unless mm. you were there. But, you you know, you add one. What's your one about the wheelchair? Wheelchair, wheelchair Keith. Wheelchair Keith. <laughs> I can't remember what my one was. Um, but anyway, this one's good. Philip Edson, he goes, on the subject of lines you and your mates repeat, um, basically, his mate, years ago, asked his then girlfriend for what he describes as a mucky text which in itself is, <laughs> well, that's, yeah. that's a sexy phrase isn't it <laughs> yeah send us a mucky text will you i'm dead bored you got any mucky texts up your sleeve I, I want me willie to get stiff send us a mucky text <laughs> send us the muckiest text you can think of right so in she did she did but she ended the text i don't know what the full text was but she ended whatever the muckiness was with the line <laughs> By the way, I have an ice cube in my mouth. <laughs> right. And he goes, ever since we use it, right? We we me and my mates use it, right, at the end of any big news that we have to announce to anyone, right? So he's given me examples of how it's used on the group text between cool. their mates. So it's like, I got the promotion. By the way, I have an ice cube in my mouth. <laughs> I can't make the match this weekend as I'm ill. By the way, I have an ice cube in my mouth. That's brilliant. Right? And he goes, and my absolute favourite, Gabriella Smith was born this morning, mother and baby doing well. By the way, I have an ice cube in my mouth. <laughs> yes. Well done, Philip Benson and his that mates. That is the perfect example of what we're it looking really for. It really is. That's yeah, that's brilliant. really great. That's just what we wanted. Well done, Philip Benson. You may well be Cunter of the Week, but uh, uh, the hold month. that. We're not we're not certain because we're going to go into your strangest things we ever saw texts now uh, and emails, and we know <sighs> that there's some very strong ones. Um, I'm just dipping back into the tweets again that we had. Uh, Jelly Smasher says, I saw a man walking his snake on a lead. Mm. Uh, Do you believe uh, that? Yeah, I do believe it. Yeah, yeah, because a snake could easily get away from you, couldn't it? So you, yeah. would, if you were going to take it out, you would need it. Put on it a on lead. a lead. But mm, most people put it in a box or a trolley. <clears throat> I don't know what kind um, of collar you would put on a snake. I don't know how big the snake was. It's all you know. If, I, if I had to transport a snake, 
I would put it in, you know, like the suitcase on wheels that you use when yeah. you're going on holiday. I'd what? stick it in one of t- those probably. T- tie it around the handle. <laughs> yeah, that's how I identify my case on the carousel <laughs> when we land. Yeah, that's my one. It's a very generic case because it's worry, just black. It won't bite. <laughs> it hasn't got teeth. I removed them. <laughs> that reminds me of, I mean, God, what a well-worn story this is. I've told it on TalkSport about a billion times and probably on air at least twice. <laughs> but Mark, Mark Bircham, when he bought that snake when he was playing for Canada. Mm, I don't remember, remember this that? one. Mark Bircham, who used to play for QPR yeah. and Millwall. Despite the fact that he once played for Mill, I overlooked that because he's a QPR man through and through. Mm. And, and he's a mate of mine. And he um, got picked for Canada to play for the national side. He'd never been to Canada in his life, right? But he he, he, he resigned himself to the fact he was never going to get selected for England. But he was a very <laughs> decent, hard-working, very energetic midfielder. Just what Canada it, needed back then, wasn't cha- it? Championship level, yeah. right? He, he was really great for QPR in the championship. And so, yeah, it's just what Canada were looking for. So, <laughs> turns out, turns out, he's got like a Canadian half Canadian grandma, he's right? Got a Canadian car. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that'll do. Canadian car. Are there Canadian cars? I don't know. I don't, <laughs> don't know if they have a car manufacturing industry. In fact, Canada are one of the richest countries in the world, right? But what the fuck is famous from Canada? I mean, culturally, there's famous things, of course. Like As actors and singers and and mounties and ma- so maple, forth. maple syrup, maple syrup. But in terms of like, if you look at America, they're close neighbours, right? Obviously, American brands dominate mm. the world, right? Ditto, you know, even British brands, not so much anymore. But the, if you look at the other rich countries in the world, they've all got brands you associate with. Who is Canada's? Ford. I'm Who gonna, is Canada's I'm going to tell you. Apple. I'm going to. I've just looked up a list of Canadian car brands, and I'll read them out to you. Come it, on says, it says major Canadian car brands. Prevost. No. Never heard of it. Intermechanica. Fucking made up. Campania Corporation. <laughs> Absolute bullshit from Bombardier. a science fiction novel. <laughs> Bombardier is a British beer, it's a isn't beer, it? Isn't it? Yeah. Uh, Zen Motor Company. Lies. Uh, Grey Dort Motors. No. McLaughlin Automobile. Listen, I'm pretty sure we've got some Canadian canters, and if you want to come in and, and tell us that we're being unfair here, but no one outside of Canada has ever heard of any of those car brands, right? Well, hey, hey, listen. Another thing here, automotive manufacturing is one of Canada's largest industrial sectors, accounting for 10% of manufacturing GDP and 23% of manufacturing trade. It's What's so weird. going on in Canada? The stuff well, we've they got no idea all, about. They must buy Canadian cars in Canada because it's it a huge do. population. So if you were knocking out a lot of, um, if you were knocking out a lot of uh, cars just to the Canadian public, that would probably be enough. Mm-hmm. But they're not fucking exporting any Canadian cars. As a matter of fact, they're missing a trick because. You instinctively associate some countries with trustworthiness and efficiency, and Canada is one of those countries. Definitely, because you've got I Canada. Would buy- Canada's up there; it's above America. You've got America, which yeah. is constantly going. Wah! It's a madhouse, it's and then a you've got Canada madhouse, above yeah. it, just going. Yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like it's the better version. It's the more trustworthy, yeah. grown-up version of America. If you buy an American car, then yeah, you know it's going to be cool, Andy. Of course you do. Yeah. 
course you know is. you're going to be cruising along with the roof down playing yeah. some rock and roll in a, music in a mustang right? yeah yeah with your shades on but at the same time there might be a loaded gun in the glove compartment <laughs> that's accidentally so, yeah. been left in there right <laughs> Or some drugs, some quaaludes, yeah. right, or hanging take, around. Or take a wrong turn and then end up in some kind of um, crack den street. Yeah, exactly. So you can't trust an American car, right? A German car, you can trust. Mm. A Canadian car, yeah, I would trust it. So come on, Canada, get your act together and start promoting your um, auspicious car industry globally because I would be the first in line to buy a Canadian station wagon. I wonder what the COVID-19 numbers are like in Canada. Well, we got three. We got three guys, but yeah, we got them really locked down. Yeah, it'd be really low, won't it? The smug cunts. It is a smug country, isn't it? Is They'll be yeah. like, we did really well because our extremely handsome, but historically racist Prime Minister, uh, Justin Trudeau, who we know blacked up, not on one, not on twice, but on three separate occasions in his student years. He immediately got on top of this thing using his sexiness. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Can- Canada have got 101 deaths, 8,500 well, cases. How many cases? 8,500. Well, I mean, that's pretty low for a country of that size, isn't yeah. it? I don't know what the I mean, it's a huge country. It might be one of those countries that has a relatively small population because so much of it is just... Like big forests Snow. in it, huge mm. forests, and a lot of them are a lot of things are bears, and bears don't get it, do they? Not as far as we know, not yet. Um, yeah, well done, anyway. Canada. Well done, Canada. It doesn't surprise us, but <laughs> where are the Canadian famous tech companies? I mean, let's not get too deep into this, but what I'm saying is, I don't know how Canada are so rich. I don't know if they export much. Maybe they don't. Anyway, that's boring. Yeah, where were um, we? I can't even remember was, how we got onto it was that. A sna- it was a snake on a lead. Oh, yeah, anyway. Mark Burcham, Mark Burcham got selected to play for Canada. Now, he'd never been to Canada in his life, mm. and he was barely aware of his Canadian roots, but he thought, fuck it, international football. Don't think I'm going to get picked for England. I'll do it. Plus free holidays. It's free holidays. It? So he, ter- he turns up for his... Now, Mark Burcham is a bit of a character, a bit of a geezer, <laughs> right? Uh, very much steeped in the culture of the British football player <laughs> yeah. um, you know grew up with a lot of lads like Rio and Kieran Dyer and, and all that lot right mm. uh, when they were quite wild you'll remember in the uh, late 90s early noughties yeah so he, he's not a man If you wouldn't take him on at, in a banter battle lightly right mm-hmm. even me and I consider myself you know very skilled in the world of banter but yeah, very much I would so. think I would think twice about taking on someone like Birch, right? Because footballers, especially footballers of that generation, they just take banter beyond the fucking pale. Like they 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 would do anything for banter. They'd stop at nothing, mm. right? So he turns up at his first Canadian squad get together. Uh, I I believe in Canada, and some of the other players, most of whom are like semi-pro, think, "Hey guys." Wouldn't it be fun? You know what we always do when a new player joins the squad? <laughs> we do some banter. We do some banter on him as a little uh, initiation ceremony. <laughs> so they wait for Birch to be out of his hotel room and they sneak into his hotel room somehow and they get all the furniture in his room and pile it all up in the middle of the room Hilarious. in a massive tower, right? <laughs> hey, this is really going to fry his mind. Great Canadian oh. banner. 
The new guy is gonna he's gonna completely go crazy over this. <laughs> so Birch gets back from wherever he's been, walks into his hotel room, looks at the furniture all piled on top of each other, and he just doesn't even blink, right? He's just like, Oh right, I see what they've done. Yeah. Well, they if they want to start this, that's fine, but I'm pretty I think they've bitten off more than I can, I'm they can end shoot. It. <laughs> so about a few hours later, there's a get together in like the manager's suite, which is a team meeting, first of like the the tour. And he's got all his coaching staff, the physios and all the playing squad. And the manager does a sort of a register and he goes, Where where's the new guy? Where's Bircham? And some of the lads go, Oh, he might be running late because let's just say we left a little surprise for him in his room. <laughs> and, the, and the Canadian manager's going, oh, you guys, you guys, he's new. Play play nice, play fair. We don't want to scare him off. Whereupon, suddenly, the door to this room flies open, having been kicked in by Mark Bircham, right? Mark Bircham gives it the proper, oh, yay! And throws, throws a massive snake right into the middle of the room a huge snake like a 10 footer right just fucking lobs it at them right and they all go ah, and the snake goes mad because it's so scared right and he's going ah, ah, and all the canadian players are going fucking mad right and one guy some old physios in his like 70s jumps up on a chair because he's got a severe snake phobia and a heart condition well he fucking falls over, passes out with chest pains. They call an ambulance. They get him off to the hospital with a uh, a suspected heart attack. He's fine, right? And Mark's just there, like that's what you get, lads. You want to you want to come at the you want to play with the big guns? That's what you, you fucking, get. Fucking snake chucked at you. How do you like that? Furniture up. That's what happens. Yeah. And he, what he'd done is he had looked at this furniture. And without hesitating, he had immediately turned around, left his room, gone downstairs, got in a taxi, said to the taxi, take me to the best pet shop in town. Yeah. <laughs> gone to the pet shop, paid $300 for this big snake, <laughs> gone back, chucked the snake at them, right? No kind of, oh, I'll leave a snake in one of their cupboards. Yeah. Just like, fuck it, I'll just fucking chuck it at the cupboards, yeah. right? And then, do you know what he did? He got the snake took it back to the pet shop and says, I've changed my mind and got his money back. A refund. <laughs> he only had it for an hour. And of course it's Canada, so they give him a refund, no questions asked. Yeah, that's fine. No problem. No problem. We offer yeah. refunds on all our snakes. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got it. It's not damaged, is it? Yeah. It might be a bit bruised around the tummy area. Yeah. <laughs> but other than that, it's good as gold, mate. <laughs> he's walked into the room. He's seen a pile of furniture in the middle of his room and he's just gone, right, snake. Yeah, time to buy a snake. <laughs> Jalapeño. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. 
Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Jalapeño. Matthew Ross says, driving towards Manchester on the M56 late one night in the pouring rain, I noticed a taxi parked under a flyover. The driver was sitting on the bonnet playing a saxophone. I like to imagine he was smashing out Baker Street. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's quite weird. I like that. That's good. You you know, you've got to find time to uh, pursue your hobbies and get some practice Mm. in. So why not? Um, We've got, this is a bit unsavoury. Martin Stewart says, Blackpool, 2am. A woman on a Rosie and Jim children's ride, pleasuring herself with a hefty dildo. That's Blackpool, though. That feels quite standard. That's pretty standard, yeah. And then someone in Brighton, uh, Robert Usher, uh, a man, I assumed, homeless and or on drugs, with a book on a dog lead. The mad cunt was walking it through the streets of Brighton like it was a dog. Again, that feels quite Brighton. (laughs) You lived there, you'd know. You'd know more than me. You're a bit cynical about Brighton. You know I don't like it when you get like that. Sorry. It's it's really unfounded, especially after the great reception the people of Brighton gave oh, us. Oh, we did. I like Brighton. It's just, I, I don't know. Blackpool, you're suspicious Blackpool, of it. Blackpool or Brighton, you're, I know which I'd choose. You're suspicious of it's it. A book, or a, a, book or a, a book or a lead or a Rosie and Jim ride dildo session. I know which one I'll go for every time. <laughs> uh, John has written, this is the kind of email we like, just really one line. Good. Dwarf asleep on top of a bus stop. All the best, John Walters. Cheers, John. <laughs> nice one, John. That's, the sort of, that's a good email, that. A similar one here on the Twitter from Steve Mann. A monkey crossing the A1000 between Potter's Bar and Hatfield. A monkey. We don't know any more. Was it on its own? Was it with someone? Uh, was it on a lead? Who knows? But uh, Also, the A1000. I didn't know we had air roads that have got four-figure digits after them. I wasn't aware mm. of the A1000, but there you go. You live and learn. There's a lot of people who start with whilst driving home. Lots of people see weird things while they're driving. But here's one from uh, Stephen, Glasgow IFS Division. Strangest thing I've seen was a bird trapped in the space between the top of my oven and the kitchen worktop. Brackets, where the hobs are. Wow. Uh, Can't work out where he means. Well, the oven is sort of below the bench level, isn't it? Below the worktop level, and then you've got the hobs on the top. So yeah, there's and area. there's a space between that. Yeah. Was that a ventilation area? Maybe. But, I mean, you know, if there's ventilation out, that means bird access in, doesn't it? Exactly. So Think it about is that. weird, but... that That's why I stuff all my air vents in the house. I tell the kids, <laughs> no air in or out of this house because we can't allow birds any we access. hermetically sealed. Deal with it. <laughs> I like the whole house to be sealed because the, you never know. I have had a bird in my old house. I had a bird when I was in on my own fly down the chimney and mm. I fucking shat shit. it. So yeah. it's one of the most scary things that can happen because yeah. the bird panics and it was quite a small house. And I heard all of this noise coming from the fireplace. And then I saw all this shit falling down mm. and I was like, what the fuck's going on up there? And then suddenly this bird just comes out and just flies around mad. So I, ra- I was on my own, thank God, the family were out. I ran upstairs and I um, went onto Twitter. This is quite a few years ago, mm. but Twitter was going in its infancy. And I yeah. said, listen, I've got a bird in the house. For fuck's sake, does anyone know what to do? And <laughs> I'm locked in my bedroom. And then someone said, yeah, 
I said, I've opened the back door, but the silly cunt can't work out to fly out the back door. Yeah. It keeps flying at the kitchen window, the dickhead, and bashing itself. They do that, don't they? Yeah. So they said, so someone said to me, run downstairs, get a blanket, go outside, hang the blanket up, blocking out the window. Right. And the bird would immediately fly out the back door. I did it. It worked instantly. Well, there you go. That's what Twitter's for, isn't it? Yeah, it was well in those days. It was. It was before days, everyone it was, it was started. A valuable public information service, wasn't it? it was, yeah, it was then. Well, how now, we got from that to people just wishing death upon other people now, for it's like, like a, it's like America. It's all <laughs> yeah. People having vague, a uh, uh, very subtle di- difference of a opi- uh, a difference of opinion on how like free market capitalism should be run. <laughs> I want you to die. I want all your family to die. I'm going to find you and kill you. <laughs> There's no less potent threat than the online death threat. It's meaningless. Yeah. It's absolutely yeah. meaningless. If you get a death threat, don't worry about it. Um, Badge of honour. How many I death threats have you had, mate? How many death threats? Death I don't think I've had yeah. any. Not that I not remember. Really? But I'm, you're constantly at war. No, nah, I'm not I mean, anymore. Less, I used to be. Not, no, yeah, but you used to be constantly engaged well, in com- yeah, conflict. Well, yeah, but I was always right, though. That's the trouble. Yeah, but it doesn't mean people aren't going to fucking <laughs> threaten to kill you. It makes them more likely to threaten to kill you yeah, if you're I've, right. I've never had any. I think deep down they knew I was right. Yeah, they um, loved you. I'm just was, they were just trying to, to express that love. Back, back when I was a kid, my gran, um, she had a spare room, spare bedroom, and the fireplace had been sealed up. And there was a smell of something coming from in the fireplace, so uh, they, she took off the, the, the wooden board that was covering it up, and there was mm. a dead bird decomposing as so he fallen down the chimney and died and oh. hundreds of fucking blue bottles just emerged oh. out of this fireplace oh, yeah. filled the room you, if you i mean <clears throat> animals are they do the weirdest shit don't they i remember once not that i can really blame the animal in question for this but i was at my grandma's house my scouse grandma's house but it was only in liverpool because she moved down south <laughs> right and I was at my scouse grandma's and I went up to the top of her garden and it was winter and on the top of the there was a bin up the top of the garden and there was a thick layer of ice perfectly circular on the top of the bin because the bin had been filled with rainwater. Mm. And I thought, that was great. So I smashed my hand through the ice. Of course you did. <laughs> smash. Smash, right. smash, smash. I think I was like sort of thinking Bruce Lee. Yeah. Smash! One inch punch. Smash! <clears throat> and my hand plunged into ice cold water and then I felt something brush against it. So for some reason I grabbed the thing and I pulled it out and it was a dead, I think, squirrel because I didn't <clears throat> hang around to fucking look hell. properly. Yeah. I just saw something wet and hairy in my hand and mm. I just fucking dropped it and I screamed, ah! and ran away. Mm. <clears throat> we should do a documentary grand, series. Grand. There's a dead squirrel in a bin up the top of the garden. <clears throat> Hey, come out, you divvy. Of course there's not. There's no <laughs> dead animals around here. <laughs> not on my watch. <laughs> we should do We should do a, a documentary series called Nature's Cunts. <clears throat> Talking about things like that, about a dead squirrel and, and blue bottles. For the, dis- for the, the Discovery Channel. <laughs> yeah, well, Nature's Cunts. <laughs> this guy in Canada was just <clears throat> going for his morning cup of coffee. But he got a big surprise when he opened the boot of his car. Like one of those to style shows. Yeah. Then it cuts to him going, yeah, it was just a normal morning. I was going to go and get my coffee in my Canadian car, the beef eater. And uh, 
I hadn't opened my boot in a couple of years because I had no requirement for it. But that morning, I wanted to put a shovel in there. When I opened it, there was a dead moose, and it was its inside was being eaten by a family of beavers. <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll put that on the list of things we'll never do. Mm. Um, right, okay, more. Um... PMD on Twitter says, I saw a geezer eating a cheese sandwich with a knife and fork at the Science Museum. I was about 11. Oh, yeah. I was about 11, yeah. and I never stopped thinking about it. No, I wouldn't either. I, I again, saw something similar. I was talking to my mum about it the other day. When I was a kid, they opened a Wendy's burger yeah. place uh, in Richmond, which was a place not... It was where we occasionally went on the bus to, to do a bit of shopping. And uh, so we went to Wendy's and it was like really exciting because they did square burgers, if you remember. Do you remember that? I thought we never had a Wendy's up they here. They didn't have one, son. No. It was an American chain. It tried to move in and take on McDonald's and it failed, but it was so exciting to mm. have like this it's other American chain. And their thing was they had square patties, right? Mm. So that was so exciting. Anyway. We're in this fucking Wendy's, right? I reckon I was about nine, eight or nine. And me and my mum still talk about it to this day. And we saw this really prim woman, like a, <clears throat> almost like a she Lampard. Do you know what I mean? She yeah. just had that look about her. And she sat with her mate and she got served the burger and she made a big deal out of eating it with a knife and fork. And me and my mum still discuss that. <laughs> yeah. We discuss it about twice a year. Sometimes we text <laughs> each other about it. <laughs> I mean, but I think that's actually better. A cheese sandwich is better. Because yeah. that's madder. This woman was the sort of woman who'd probably never had a hamburger before because yeah. she thought it was a strange American it, thing. It, but a cheese sandwich with a knife and fork is much madder than a burger. It's off the scale, isn't it? A mm. couple of uh, little people stories here tying in with our Snow White deep dive that we're also doing at the minute on the IFS. Uh, Owen Mitchell says, a dwarf standing up on an oversized trike flying down the M1. Now, I don't know about that because you're not allowed. Don't believe Oversized it. trikes on motorways, are you? Mm. Don't believe that. Uh, Paul Garner, Scottish midget in full Highland dress, puking on the floor on a ferry to Jersey. Mm. It's not the weirdest thing you'll ever see, is it? it the notable. animal ones are weirder. Weirdest thing I've ever seen. I was watching a fly <clears throat> stuck in a spider's web. Yeah, you fucking grim bastard. Imagine that. Oh, look, there's a fly <laughs> stuck in a spider's web. I'm going to go and look at it. Look at its horrible fate. <laughs> I'm going to look at the terrible grim fate of the trapped fly as it unfolds. <laughs> I am a psychopath. <laughs> um, I was, watch- I was watching a fly stuck in a spider's web when a wasp flew down, grabbed the fly, and then fucked off. Oh, GTFN dickheads, yeah. Del. Cheers, Del. That's really good. I uh, like that one. Yeah, that uh, is good. Paul- Bad News Brown on Twitter says, a random guy standing on a bus in Glasgow instructing everyone that got on where to sit. The weird thing was everyone sat where he told them to. That again, that feels archetypally Glasgow. So yeah. I'm not saying that's weird. Paul, you're obviously not from Glasgow because you wouldn't regard that as weird, I don't think. Yeah, a lot of it's context, isn't it? Hmm. Where's the weirdest place? I think the weirdest place is somewhere I haven't heard of because I think, generally speaking, it's te- small towns and villages where the weird hmm. shit goes down, where it's a bit like Royston Vasey. Do you know what I mean? I think that's mm. where the whole League of Gentlemen kind of idea came from. Yeah. Is that the small towns and villages of England, are the, and well, of Britain, <clears throat> are the place where the weirdest stuff happens. Yeah. The, the weirdest and city so, I've been to is Glasgow, definitely. I, I mean, you go to Glasgow and you just see like five or six weird things within an hour. 
Because yeah. that's just Liverpool's pretty weird. Weird shit happens in Liverpool. Yeah. Although they've tried to gentrify it a bit in the middle. So they've moved the weirdness more out to the Pushed outskirts. It to the fringes. Yeah. yeah. Another animal one, Tom O'B says, um, <clears throat> I saw a big black wasp take down a massive tarantula in Cyprus of all places. Uh, the tarantula ended up on its back twitching while the wasp kept zooming in and stinging it. Fucking <laughs> 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 wasps. Wasps are coming out of this river. I mean, wasps <laughs> could be gearing up to fucking take us over, you know, Very during this possibly. Yeah. It, it, the animals, <clears throat> The animals are um, gearing up to take over. And don't rule that out, by the way. Do not well, rule that out. The when fucking I read virus Day- already has. So. When, I, when I read Day of the Triffids and um, the Midwich Cuckoos, they both had a similar, they both had a similar um, sort of idea behind them, which was any living thing, any living mm. creature or entity, has an instinct, has a natural instinct, to take over, mm. right? To grow, not even in an aggressive way, not like Hitler, but more just sort of <clears throat> it's to, if your if your ultimate aim is to adapt and survive, right? Part of that to you know maximize your chances of surviving on the yep. whole it's to sort of like you know wipe out your competitors definitely right? and so you you have to start from the idea that all all of all living things want that and we've dominated this planet for a long time now but we're weak we're weakened now mm. and if the the animals are impervious to covid-19 which i believe they are yeah then a lot of them are eyeing up this situation and thinking, now's the time. Well, They're vulnerable. Well, some COVID-19 itself is the prime example. It's taken over. Yeah. It's like, I'm From in charge back. now, cunts. Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm just a virus. You can't even see if that'll see fucking help you. Yeah, this is, exactly. This is like the invasion of the ghosts. But you, they can, call you can see me. a ghost, you can't see me. They ah, call me the, the, inv- the invisible cunt. That's, yeah. what, that's, that's the nickname for me. Nature's Invisible Cunts, that'll be our series on Discovery. <laughs> I'm David Attenborough, and this is Nature's Invisible Cunts. Nature is full of cunts, from the wasp to the snake to the crocodile, but none of them are as dangerous as the invisible cunts who lurk here amongst us on planet Earth, unseeable, unknowable, and lethal. Welcome. To nature's invisible cunts. <laughs> Nature is full of cunts, from wasps to crocodiles to Fred West. <laughs> there's more. There's more. But at least Tom... Fred West was visible. Yeah. <laughs> there's more mm. from Tom O'B about the the. Uh... So he says the spider ended up on its back twitching while the wasp kept zooming in and stinging it. I later discovered they lay their eggs in the spider. And the larva eat their way out while it's still alive. Right. Ooh. Here's what's going to happen. I fancy having some babies, right? And what I'm going to do is I'm going to put them in your guts. <laughs> and then when they come alive, they're coming out, whether you're ready or not. <laughs> you're right with that, dickhead. <laughs> oh, you know, why can't you have them somewhere else? No, they're no, ever- I'm sorry. not fucking carrying the cunts around. That- They'll weigh me down. <laughs> I've got a lot on. They'll slow Wasp me been- down. I need... I need to be light on my feet as a wasp, don't I? Flying around, stinging. Got a lot of wasping to be done, you know. Got to fly around, got to do all my, got to do my chores, got to go and get my nectar, got to nick my flies, got to fucking sting cunts. I mean, there's a lot to be done. If you're slow, 
<laughs> a human will fucking get you before you get a chance to sting the cunt, right? There's you get you, the one thing that is the most essential is to be lightweight and mobile. That is why I am going to have to lay my eggs in you, in your guts. In now your lie guts. back. And just your guts t- will be like an incubator. <laughs> Think Michael about Rashford. Think about it. You've got to be proud of it. You know, it's something to tell the kids when you're older. Assuming you survive. To, to be honest, you may not survive because when little baby wasps start hatching out of your guts, it could get messy. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>, hell. <laughs> uh, Michael Rashford says, driving down Battersea High Street one morning, a black pudding still with the little metal ring on it. I like that little metal ring bit. Yeah. Don't you? That means it's proper. Um, smacked into my windscreen really hard. Wow. Ooh. Yeah. Where from? Doesn't know. Mm. <laughs> That's what makes it extra special. Mm. Someone's just chucked it, but, hasn't it? Oh, it's fallen at the back of a black yeah. pudding van. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying that he thinks that a ghost produced it. I just think it's mad for a black pudding to be knocked at your windscreen. It is, yeah. Um, right, let's just leave it there, I think. Oh, right, okay. There's still loads more to go. This can run is, and run for no, a while. We'll, we'll do some more. It's, it's all right, unless people are sick of it. And if they are sick no, of no, it... No, no, it's, it's brilliant. No, if, what, if they, my number one so far is the cheese sandwich being eaten with a knife and fork. Uh, for me, it's still transvestite pissing on a supercar. But okay, there you go. Well, but, you know, if you don't like it, fuck off, basically. Yeah, there's loads of other podcasts. Yeah, that, go um, listen to them. You know, more suitable for you. More genteel. Yeah. Fucking arsehole. Yeah. All right, tell yeah. Table manners with Jesse Ware. Get fucking fill your boots, cunts. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but it sounds. <laughs> I've just heard of it. I don't know. I've never. I've never listened to it, but it's one of the ones that I hear people. Oh, have you got any good uh, podcast recommendations? Yeah, I tell you what, a really great one is. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, table manners with Jesse Ware is so funny. <laughs> and you just you, you know you instinctively think I will never fucking listen yeah. to that. I mean, I assume you've gone through all the porno. Dad, love, Dad loves a porno. Oh, so funny. I've listened to all I mean, three times now. Oh, oh, on the bus, crying with laughter. Yeah. Set the cunts who listen to it never get the bus. Yeah. No one's getting the bus now. Fucking deal with it. No. Apart from wasps. <laughs> Fucking, this is a wasp boss now, cunt. It's really good because <laughs> you've had it easy for ages being driven around <laughs> in one of these big vehicles while we have had to be fucking burning energy by flapping our fucking wings at 1,000 miles an hour to get around doing our business, right? Because you wouldn't let us on buses. moment one wasp flew on a bus, you'd all start fucking going mental, right? <laughs> Which, by the way, is a bit racist. It's like if a Muslim gets on your tube train, he's not going to fucking blow it up, is it, you racist con? And that's the same with us wasps. If I get on the bus just because I need to go down the shops, doesn't mean I'm going to fucking sting everyone just because you want sort of a wasp stinging someone else. We're not all the same, right? It's fucking racist, and I'm sick of it. I get on a bus, and everyone screams and cries and running around and jumping off the bus, and I'm like, hey, 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 I'm just going down Tesco's like any of you cunts, right? <laughs> anyway, you're paying the price now because none of you can get on buses. We're completely immune to the COVID, right? <laughs> And there is fucking swarms of us on a bus every morning having a hard-earned rest, I might say, as well. Because we've had to fly everywhere for years on our own steam. And you look at it and think, oh, I hear these humans all going, oh, I wish I could fly. Wouldn't it be great to fly? Yeah, well, careful what you wish for, Try pal, it. right? It's fun. It looks like fun and games. But the, to me, it's every fucking day. 
morning, noon and night, flying, flying, flying. It, it is fucking knackering. Fucking knackering. Right? <laughs> and I would love to relax on a bus fucking driven by some other cunt, right? And not have, and fucking have a bit of rest for once in my life. And that's what I'm getting now, so fuck off. The and, buses are ours. And here's how it's going to be, right? If any humans get on the buses now, we're going to tell them where to sit. And they fucking better well sit there as well. They can sit up the back. Hey, get up the back. <laughs> it's for wasps up the front. Yeah. All right. Ta-da. See ya. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.